welcome back, everybody. My name is Sam Kirby. I am on the teaching roster for Arts for All Kentucky, but more than that, I am your podcast host, and I'm back for another episode, and I've got Delaire, who I guess is officially our co-host now. Delaire, thank you for signing up, signing on. Hey there, <laughs> glad to do it. Yeah, before we get started, we'd like to thank the Kentucky Arts Council and the Kentucky Department of Education Office for Special Education and Early Learning for making this possible. We're excited to be back for another episode. I've introduced myself, Delaire's here, and we have Sonia Bird here with us. Yes, good afternoon or evening. I guess could it be any time. It, de- I'm so- it, it depends on when they're listening. <laughs> right, exactly. I know. We're not oriented to time or space. I'm Sonia <laughs> Bird, and I'm the programs assistant for Arts for All Kentucky. And for today's purposes, I am also one of Michael's art teachers. That's great. And then we've got Michael Dixon here with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do. My name is Michael G. Dixon. I'm an artist. I mean, I do a lot of my artwork when I'm not real busy working at wild eggs <laughs> it's awesome i love wild eggs <laughs> i don't know a single person who's gone to wild eggs and didn't like it <laughs> we have characters over there it's <laughs> <laughs> great and so we're, we're excited to have you here for the Thank podcast you. i want to learn a little bit more about what got you into art in the first place like what when you kind of knew like hey i really want to pursue art is something i want to get into I've been doing art since I was in high school. I graduated in 1981 uh, from Los Angeles, California, because I'm not originally from here. Mm -hmm. I moved here in 2009. I've been working on my art, just needed to critique it and have more of an element the way that I needed it to be. Mm Mm-hmm. So taking kind of that desire and that passion to do art and getting a little bit of training and a little bit of kind of structure Structure to what you're doing to make you go further. Right. That's great. That's great. So when when did you come here? When did you first get to know the the folks from uh, Arts for All and and this organization? So like more or less, how are we all (laughs) sitting here right now? Well, Miss Delaire, I just happened just to be walking by and I happened to see a her little art studio like hmm let me go in and see what it's all about so uh i went in there she told me a little bit about it and i was telling her that i need to have some things i mean critique a lot of my artwork mm-hmm. i wanted to show a lot of my artwork and i didn't know where to go and i didn't know how to start with it yeah michael doesn't wait for people to come to him he is on the street knocking doors, introducing himself, giving out cards. He's always got a job and he does his art. So yeah, it was probably about that same time. I remember Delaire coming in he go, you know, this guy just walked in and he wants some lessons, you know, and you know, Michael's also really smart working with a budget, you know? So what he does is he works his pencil on paper. He does pencil portraits on paper. So he's just really savvy like that. He didn't, bite off something that he wasn't going to be able to afford to do and work on and came in and the portraits seemed to be they were the piece that drew me in he actually did some other stuff at that time some animals and some landscapes and stuff but his his portraits particularly of african-american faces i think it's what he's meant to do in fact you brought a couple that are right here kind of staring right back at us yeah (laughs) do you remember that first interaction with michael kind of what that was like when he came in I don't remember really the first interaction, but I do remember the early days. 
And we just got together and talked and kind of were brainstorming about things that he might be able to do because Michael was a newcomer to the area. And so he was not only, you know, introducing himself as an artist, but as a new community member. I was telling him about Arts for All Kentucky, which back then we were called VSA, and just about what we had to offer and shared with him an application for our artist registry. And I think that was probably one of our first goals was to get your portfolio together and get your information together so you could be on that directory. And that was kind of the beginning. From there, we went on to organize some exhibitions. And then later, he applied for the Ron Billings Award, which provided funding for professional development. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And Michael has been very active with Arts for All Kentucky all this time. One of the persons besides Mr. Lair and Miss Sonia is um, the Crockers. The Crockers. They was part of my helping me get into working. Yeah, the Crockers provided funding for Michael to take lessons uh, mm-hmm. with Sonia for quite a while. That's fantastic, and that there's that structure there for somebody who's willing to do that to be able to support. You know, and gain the benefit of contributing to a nonprofit organization to mm-hmm. to be able to make that sort of stuff happen. So that's right. that's great. I imagine that meant a lot at the time for them to do that, and then kind of empower you to get better and to pursue what you're passionate about. Yeah, it's knocking down doors is what really get to a lot of people because they're like, well, we don't have the money for it right now, but we'll you know we'll think about it and we'll put you in in your mind. And I'm like, okay. But, well, you had that personal connection. You met them in person, and they got yeah. to know you. I think that made it that, kind of special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something unique, and not a lot of people are willing to kind of go out of their way to make that in-person connection. But thinking back on it now, it's probably extremely valuable. You went that way versus just <laughs> making a phone call or, you know, shooting a – well, I don't know. How long ago was this? Were you shooting a text at that point or – Gosh, I wasn't. I was I'm, still. I'm on. much younger than everybody else here. So like, I'm just trying. What are you saying? No, I was just just going through what I need to do, and that's basically just going out on foot. Yeah, a text is okay, but being able to go out there and knock on the doors and show people your work and letting them know that I'm here. And especially, it seems like with a lot of your work being the portraiture that you really value the the looking kind of face-to-face, and I'm, I'm guessing that there's kind of a connection there, too. Yeah. Who are some of the subjects that you have used in your portraiture? Miss Rice. Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice. Rice. Mm-hmm. Joe Scott. I did one of Muhammad Ali. I did one of Sammy Davis Jr. Your Harriet Tubman Harriet is Tubman. in the collection of Sonia Bird. It's <laughs> exquisite. If anybody knew Grady from... Sanford's son, I did him. Sports guys. All well, the L.A. You, teams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who um, do you have James. on your list to do? Well, right now, I'm working on, as a personal for me, is Ms. Bucks, my Harriet Bucks. She just moved from counselor to being the teacher. Nancy Wilson, even though I did her before, but I didn't like it the way that I did it, but I want to redo her. Kind of one of the cool things about doing a portrait is that you kind of have endless potential material to do that from. So you're going to go back and redo that one just based on kind of what you've learned there. So there's mm-hmm. there's kind of that ability too. Yeah. 
He does the special people around him, his family. Family and friends. Like, I have one of my mom that's dear to me, and then I have one of my dad who was in the Air Force before the Army and Air Force decided to split up. That's great. So I imagine you just really have the upper hand on, like, birthday and Christmas gifts and, like, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Because, like, no matter what the gift is, I'm not sure if you can beat, like, a the portrait or, or something like that. It's funny that you spoke of that because I have a niece who's in L.A. and she's Sarah Pauly. I did a picture of her and I sent it to her and she was like, Uncle, can you do another one for me? <laughs> <laughs> What is it that you like about doing portraits? As far as, as me, is being able to look at the, per well, either it's some things that you put into it that even though you're taking a picture of it, but doing the portrait is some of the things that the camera doesn't see. Mm -hmm. Oh, good point. I imagine it's must, uh, or at least I've heard, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you've been teaching that port, like, portraiture especially like the human face is like extremely difficult to to really develop kind of a finesse to, to being able to do it is but you have to you look at it real closely like you may look at your eyes and you may say my eyes don't look right or my eyes just too big or my nose is too long or my nose is too big a lot of people want you to petite that Put your nose smaller, or put the eyes just a little bit old. Then you're, then they're like, "Well, could you do that and this?" And you're like, "Well, that's not what you look like." <laughs> it's, it's the original Photoshop, the the uh, portrait mm -hmm. artist job. I kind of had uh, that was some early years. We spent, we had a few people that were like, you know, not happy with their little crow's feet over here, yeah. or a mole, or a little. Ah. I we had some funny talks about, you know. Now, a lady might want her chin a little contoured here. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that's, that's been important. Not so much a big deal with the celebrity portraits, but when you do personal ones, it is a big deal. It's, it's a, so there's, there's tricks. You can reproduce or you can make art. And uh, he's definitely... Getting to the art of it now. I did one of my twin sister, and the first thing she said is, "You made my eyes too big." I'm like, Michelle, look at the picture that you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, not, maybe your eyes are a little too big, but I picked up on that. You know, maybe that expressed <laughs> something about her. <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, I appreciate that you're here and that it's different because like Delaire was saying before we started, we've had a lot of parents and teachers and um, different people who've been around the organization, but I believe you're our first who's just on the artist registry. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of ins and outs. And even as a somewhat insider, I guess, I, I still am trying to kind of lay out all the different sections. So for those who are listening and don't know, the difference between the teaching roster and you know, those, you know, artists and kind of the artist registry and what that's designed to do. That might help us a little bit. Yes, there are two R, two R words. We have the teaching artist roster and the artist registry. And the difference is that the teaching artist roster are artists who live across Kentucky who uh, 
are uh, available and trained to go into schools or community centers and uh, uh, teach their art form. It could be visual art, it could be drama, storytelling, music, uh, and they know how to adapt their art form to a, to an inclusionary group, to a, to an inclusive group of students. So uh, those are our teaching artists. And our artist registry is for adult artists with disabilities who live in Kentucky. And it is a, a directory of, again, primarily visual artists, but we do have a few musicians and a theater person and uh, storytelling, so dance. Yeah. In the registry? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. And so those, those people would say if somebody wanted to know more about Michael, he could refer them to the directory, the artist registry, and they could you know, find out a little bit more about him. There's his contact information, an example of some of his artwork. And uh, um, so it's what we intended to be is kind of a, a, a useful tool that we can offer, uh, you know, those individuals. Yeah, and, and definitely made it clear how, you know, Arts for All has been able to kind of make connections there to help with professional development and the Ron Billings Award and things like mm -hmm. that. But is there anything to be said about, you know, with the kind of roster um, artists when they go into schools and are working with students with disabilities and that sort of thing for as those students get older and they become aware that there's also a registry of artists with disabilities who are adults and professionals? Is that something that is there a connection there that might be a little, you know, inspiring for that younger aspiring artist who you know, is really motivated? Well, I certainly hope so, because <laughs> we do have a lot of young artists come through our programs, and that's something that we'd like to offer to them. Now, not everyone may do it. They may have other, you know, things they get into. But, you know, we've had a few artists who have been on both, who have been on both the uh, roster and the registry. So mm -hmm. they were adult artists with disabilities who were also went through the teaching artist uh, mentoring program. And uh, um, so, yes, I would encourage any of our, our young folks who are coming through our programs to, uh, um, you know, apply for our registry. That's great. Yeah. So how do you feel being a... Uh, you know, being being an artist, you know, with with a disability and, and creating your art, is it something that kind of helps you, you know, kind of get get past, I guess, initial ideas or stereotypes of people with disabilities? Like, you understand that what you're doing is inspiring. So, like, what what what's your kind of mentality on that? Like, you probably don't think about it, but I mean, I think about it a lot. Um, like I said, I have a niece who has disability. And she's a lot of my inspiration. Who are some of your early uh, inspirations? Where did your inspiration come through, through, uh, from or who encouraged you? My art teacher, Mr. West Hall. He didn't necessarily, he necessarily did portraits, but some of the pictures that I have that I have seen him do or some of the pictures that he had worked on or just inspired me to keep going. Um, 
I can tell you actually a funny story because my first portrait was of uh, the five-time championship um, center, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I did it, and my teacher seen it, and he liked it. And he sent it to this TV station in Los Angeles, which was uh, ABC. Mm-hmm. They was having an uh, art contest. I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't think I was going to win or anything like that. But the director called me and said, Miss Dixon, you have just won $500 for your art show. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I gave the money to my mom so, <laughs> for bills and stuff. But um, another story that I can, I can relay on is... My mom, um, she, when she had open heart surgery, I had a friend named Alex who was a classmate of mine. And we did a portrait of my my oldest niece and my baby niece. Well, my oldest niece and my second to the oldest niece. And we gave it to my mom as a Valentine gift. Um, my mom started crying. I'm like, Mom, why are you crying? She's like, because I have never had anybody do a portrait like that, and it looks so beautiful. Uh, and I just said, Mom, it was just something that I thought about you, and I know you went through surgery, and I know you fuss, and you, you, you fuss at us a lot, but this is something that I, you know, I wanted to do for my personal self, so. I'm glad you do that. Like, I think, and this is something that, just speaking personally, that, that I struggle with, you know, creating, you know, digital media and a lot of it, a lot of it being very client driven and that sort of thing. It's like getting out of touch with just like the joy of the art of it. So in, in lieu of that, getting back into like more personal stuff that makes a direct kind of one-on-one impact. So do you, do you ever feel like now that you're doing it professionally, that it's, you know, something that you can always kind of stay emotionally engaged in? Or do you, you know, end up like me sometimes with a backlog of projects you just kind of got to get through? Or kind of how, how does, how do you balance that where you still really kind of stay in the in the passionate part of the, the artwork? Um, it's like, you just have to just go for it. You just don't have to, I mean, a lot of times, yeah, I'll, I, once I get home from ta- from work, I'll be tired. But I know that um, I'm working on an art piece that's probably somebody's going to love it. Um, or I'm just hoping and praying, waiting for, like, the U.S. Bank show to come up, you know, to put it in there for people to see. That's great. And there's always kind of something to aspire to, and you, like, you know, despite doing this for so long, you still seem just as ambitious and hungry to kind of keep going. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yes, he's super motivated, never gets down on it or tired, and he does. He works a lot, always has. He's always working. Family's important, keeps the family together and the family in mind, and... And, um, but yeah, I can tell, I always, I can, I can tell when he sends me a picture late at night and I can tell by the lighting, I'm like, Michael, you're, you're 
you're drawing in the middle of the night, man, aren't you? You got to get some sleep. <laughs> and not because of any quality issue. It's it's just the light. I can tell that he's he's trying not to wake everybody up while he's sitting at the table getting something out. But I think part of the way he picks his subjects, like I've learned so much over more than a decade. Like if he brings in a face, often uh, an African-American face, and I'm like, oh, boy, you got me here. Who is this? And, you know, it might be um, a Civil War uh, soldier. It might be who's the, the black guy from Bowling Green that invented ragtime? That's, um, do you remember Ernest something? It was Ernest. Is it Hogan? Hogan. Yeah. Hogan? Um, the name familiar. Or who's the comedian? Ma. Uh, Mom Abley. Mom Abley. Mom like. Abley. Well, Mom Abley, she was like back in the 60s and 70s. Um, I did. I just happened just to be going through uh, online and I happened to see a picture of her when she was like 30 years old. And I'm like, wow. Okay. But nobody never remembered Mom Abley because... Because she played an old lady, right? A funny old lady? Yeah. But Mom Abley, the way that I think a lot of people probably remember her is she didn't... She never... She had off teeth, but she never wore them. <laughs> she never wore them, and she always had this look, uh, like kind of a brimmer hat on, and she, her her eyes was always big, and she would always, I mean, she was like on Barville, but um, she was on Ed Sullivan's show, um, several coming to shows that that. Um, that a lot of people probably don't remember because they were so young or they probably were not even born yet. I learn a lot because he'll start drawing and I'm like on Google and Wikipedia learning. And and uh, so I've learned a ton. And one of his dreams, we'd love to get to find a place to do a big collection for um, Black History Month, you mm-hmm. know? So he's always on the watch out for February because we feel like, his work is like ideal for a space that might want to feature that. Absolutely. Well, it's also good that even just in this kind of one-on-one thing, when he comes in with somebody and you're like, who's that? It becomes an educational thing. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It does. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, they took a lot of the history out of the schools and that a lot of people don't know who a lot of people are like they probably know who Martin Luther King is because he's a civil rights leader they probably know who uh, Rosa Park is because she was part of the civil rights leaders mm-hmm. um, they probably don't know who um, are probably a lot of people that's, yeah, that's probably a pretty long list. <laughs> yeah, it is. It <laughs> it's, is. It's a very long list mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, but you're that, working on that. Yeah. But what that does, though, is if you're willing to take the time to create a portrait and it's of somebody, if it's not a personal thing or somebody that, that you've met, but it's of a historical figure, 
and you're going to take the time to draw them like clearly they were an iconic or an important figure. So then everyone is kind of naturally kind of forced to ask, like, who is this? <laughs> and, then, I, and then that becomes, you know, something yeah. brand new. Um, for them. My wife had, my wife would tell me, well, you need to do the biography on them, mm. which is the biography is telling them when they was born, when they died, what was the part of their whole uh, concept of, of their backgrounds and stuff like that. So, Ooh, yeah. That's a good idea. I think we got to get you and her to collaborate for the next <laughs> exhibition because she's a writer. Yeah, she is. My wife, I, it was kind of funny. I met my wife. She was at um, the Daily News, and she did a story on me, so... That is right. How <laughs> could I forget that? That's right. She was the reporter who interviewed you for the show at Skypack. Sky and then he went and he's like, I really like that lady. I think I'm going to take her a rose. And I was like, <laughs> Michael Dixon. And look at where we are now. <laughs> That's great. And it also sounds like we've got the, the ideas and kind of the bones of like an exhibit forming. So I, I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's always more coming out of Michael Dixon. Oh, yeah. I'm always, um, I'm always working. I'm always looking online. And um, it, it's like people that have passed on. Mm -hmm. um, like um, Della Reese, when she passed on. Um, who else? Um, the guy that played, I hadn't really got a, a chance to sit down and look through it, but the guy that did um, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah. that would be good. Um, it's, it's always something just popping in my head to go look <laughs> online or to go do research. Mm -hmm. um, Did a beautiful Kobe Bryant. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, he does is inspired by some in memoriam. That's mm -hmm. stays on top of the news and Yeah. Now I'm looking forward to seeing that like Black Panther with like Chadwick Boseman and then kind of partial like Black Panther suit all kind of <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit you up about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what, what, being um, in all of this and, and your relationship with this organization for, for so long, and what would you say out there to, you know, either other artists, you know, with, with a disability or, you know, kids who are interested in art who might, you know, have a disability and, and how you know, your, your perspective on what's possible for them. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're going to you know, therapies or these different things, you, all you kind of ever hear about is what's not possible. But art makes a lot of things possible. So what, what would you um, have to say to them? As, as far as that is, um, if you're an artist and you love to draw, that sort of keeps your mind 
uh, insane. Um, you don't stress a lot. Sometimes you may stress uh, doing the artwork because you want to make sure that the artwork is looking perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to make sure that you do it the right way that people will see it because you do have a lot of people that's art critics and they may say, well, that don't look like her or you did something wrong with it or, but you have to also remind yourself that you are a person, you're a human just like anybody else. And you work on your craft just like anybody else. You can be a, a basketball player. Basketball player have to work on his craft. Mm -hmm. Baseball player have to work on his craft. Um, a dancer have to work on her craft. A musician have to work on his craft. So, if you're having, if you do have a disability, then that's that doesn't stop you from because you're human. Thank you all for tuning into Arts for All Kentucky Stories. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to showcase our artists and students and parents, families impacted by Arts for All Kentucky, and to talk more about how the arts is an opportunity that's unifying uh, and inclusive for those with disabilities. Again, we'd like to thank the Kentucky Arts Council and the Kentucky Department of Education Office for Special Education and Early Learning for making all of this possible. We invite you to follow us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Spotify or YouTube, where we release the podcast to stay up to date with new releases. Again, my name is Sam Kirby, and thanks for the opportunity to host this show. 